This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, it's Friday, December the 16th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. Hope you're okay. Our top story today is that a search in the channel has been called off more than 40 hours after a boat carrying asylum seekers capsized. Four people died and 39 were rescued from the icy waters near Dungeness. It's understood four others are still missing and presumed dead. North Thanet MP Sir Roger Gale says more needs to be done to stop anyone else making the dangerous journey. It's yet another desperate example of the manner in which lives are being put at risk by people traffickers who have no interest in anything other than hard cash. It is quite appalling. An investigation into the tragedy is now underway. Police are trying to identify those who died, including a teenager. Dover MP Natalie Elphick says the government's looking into creating more safe and legal routes for refugees. There are over 100 million people displaced around the globe. The right way to deal with refugee and asylum is to make sure that we have the systems and processes and support in place to help people. They should not be taking this incredibly dangerous crossing. A vigil was held in warmer last night to remember those who lost their lives. The capsizing happened just over a year after another boat got into difficulties claiming the lives of 27 people. Tony Smith is a former Director General of UK Border Force. It's so sad that it takes events like this to bring this message home about what a dangerous business this is, what an awful business this is. I really hope we can uh, you know, come at some point to an accommodation which actually stops this altogether. Meantime, a new law means asylum seekers can now be held at a controversial processing centre in Manston for up to four days. The previous limit was just 24 hours, but the site recently became overcrowded with some people staying there for weeks and several catching diphtheria. The Home Office insists improvements have been made. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and a teenager's been told to expect a long prison sentence after admitting killing a father in an attack outside a pub in Maidstone. Andrew Loosley died in hospital a few days after being punched in the head near the Heron Hounds in Lower Boxley Road in August. 18-year-old John Gibbs from Nickley Wood in Ashford has now pleaded guilty to manslaughter. He's due to be sentenced in February. An Ashford teenager has been banned from McDonald's after punching a security guard in the face and racially abusing him. Bobby Shrubsole carried out the attack when he was kicked out of the restaurant in Maidstone in September. The 18-year-old from Bloomsbury Way in Kennington will be sentenced in court next month. A Dover man who was preparing for the collapse of society by hoarding guns and tinned food under floorboards has been jailed. Knives and ammunition were also seized from Barney Butterfint's home in Lascelles Road in July. In a police video at Kent Online today, you can see the arsenal of guns he's collected. He owns 17 with a firearms licence. Also imitation firearms. The 36-year-old's been locked up for five years and ten months. This is by far our most read story today. Absolute travel chaos caused by the closure of the Medway Tunnel. Now, the tunnel runs under the river and links Chatham Maritime with Strood. Well, early this morning, the council announced it was closing with immediate notice. They went on to say it was due to a systems problem. We're not exactly sure what that means, but we're told it wouldn't be safe to allow drivers to use the tunnel and engineers are working to fix 
fix the issue. At the time of recording today's podcast, the route remained closed with lengthy delays throughout the towns as drivers used Rochester Bridge as an alternative. While well, Ishmael Kawaja from our sister radio station KMFM got caught up in the traffic earlier. Well, Nicola, I know we've had a few snow days recently, but today's got to be some of the worst traffic I've experienced in the Medway towns. Ordinarily, it should take no more than 15 minutes to get from the top of Gillingham to the Medway city estate, but somehow it took me around an hour and 20 minutes, if you can believe that. There were huge tailbacks on all of the main routes. I spent much of my time trying to get down Chatham Hill before a broken-down car was holding up traffic towards Rochester High Street. Eventually, the congestion did start to ease as I got into Strood, but I was quite shocked to see just how much of an impact these tunnel closures had. I guess it just proves how a lot of drivers depend on it to be open and how little alternative there is. And there really was traffic in all directions, I suspect, not helped by the rail strikes. Don't forget, you can follow the latest travel news by using the blog on Kent Online. You can also hear the very latest travel bulletins on KMFM. You can also see a travel map by downloading their app. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Firefighters have managed to put out a blaze at a workshop containing gas cylinders in West Morling. An exclusion zone was set up and homes were evacuated when it broke out on Ryosh Lane yesterday evening. Crews spent more than eight hours at the scene. We're told no one was hurt and it's unclear how it started. £50,000 worth of play equipment has been destroyed in a fire at a park in Sheerness. At Kent Online, you can see dramatic footage of the blaze at Beachfield Sandpit yesterday evening. No one was hurt and it's understood police are now investigating. Another 48 hours of rail strikes in Kent are underway. Very few services are running and they're starting later and finishing much earlier than normal. Only 44 out of 180 southeastern stations will be open and there could be further travel disruptions. Security staff at Eurostar services running through Kent are walking out today in a dispute over pay. There will be another three days of action between now and December the 23rd. Now, the Kent Online podcast has been told how more and more professionals are turning to a food bank in Kent for help this Christmas. The Trussell Trust runs the Deal Area Food Bank, which opened 10 years ago and has given out more than 600 emergency three-day parcels in the past year. I've been chatting to Sheila Ward, who's the project coordinator there. I think we, we always are aware that Christmas is always an extremely busy time. It's a very difficult time for families because... Uh, culturally and media-wise, there's the message, this is Christmas, let's buy everything we can, let's spend, let's give the children a really, really good Christmas. And this Christmas, as we know, the situation economically in Britain is horrendous for many families. Financially, they're in a lot of trouble. But the message is still going across, it's Christmas. And so we have families who really want to give their children the best Christmas they can, but they're balancing that with the fact that they haven't got enough money for their electricity, that if they buy presents, they maybe don't have enough for food. Um, and it's very, very hard for them. And of course, you're making more and more deliveries. But how are donations yeah. going? Because presumably you need, you're need you needing even more supplies to, to give out to people. I think we're very, very fortunate in deal and environment that people are incredibly generous. Um, my office is next to the warehouse and there seemed to be a constant stream this morning of people coming in and saying, hello, I want to do something for the food bank. Do you want money or do you want goods? And having conversations with people about how they can help us. Um, and I think that's always incredibly warm in this time of year. So we are in, a, I think, a fortunate position at present. <laughs> I'm going to be careful here. At present, our supplies are holding up. 
and hopefully that will last through until the new year. We're getting almost as many requests for warm clothing for winter duvets. Uh, I'm giving out slow, buying slow cookers. Um, I've bought so many duvets in the last three, four weeks. Um, I think in the last two days, uh, I've been asked for, I think, about 15 warm jumpers. In 2022, with, you know, the energy prices as they are, mm. I mean, everyone, I think, has found themselves a bit worse off when they mm. might have coped perfectly well in years gone by. I mean, are you seeing people who've never come to a food bank before that yeah. are having to, to call on you for the first time? Yes, first time this year. Um, we've normally had people who either were half working, i.e. doing their 16 hours a week and topping up with universal credit, or people with ESA or people with PIPs. But this year, for the first time, I've seen professional people. I've seen an assistant bank manager that completely shocked me that someone in a profession like that would also need a food bank and the circumstances were such that I totally understood. I've had someone who worked at the local hospital. I've had garage owner. Um, I had a restaurant owner whose restaurant went bust because of the pandemic. Now, those sort of people had never, ever thought they'd use a food bank. And for them, the, the shame and the feeling of humiliation and the feeling that they failed and for me particularly, because I take a lot of calls on the phone, is hearing particularly, I'm used to hearing women crying. Hearing men crying somehow is somehow worse because they feel they've let their families down and having to go to a food bank for them is a dreadful thing to have to do. And I think in this last year, perhaps not so much during the pandemic, but certainly in this last year, the recovery from the pandemic has been so difficult for families. People so many lost their jobs um, and are finding it so difficult to start again. Many of them, particularly those who are self-employed, lost everything in the pandemic, used all their savings and they're starting all over again. And I, I think we, I certainly feel, perhaps I underestimated the effects of the pandemic. Perhaps I naively thought that once it was, I hate to say quote over, once it was not as serious as it was, that we would bounce back and instead we seem to be bouncing downwards. It must be, as you say, quite difficult to, to hear the conversations and hear what people's lives are like at the moment. Do you feel that there is a tiny chink of light at the end of the tunnel or does it just seem to be a bit never-ending at the moment? No, I don't see a chink at the end of the tunnel, not at the moment. I think charities, groups, individuals are all doing whatever they can to help people. If you look at what's happening in Britain around us, whether it's politically or economically, we're in a state of total unrest. Uh, the country is billions of pounds in debt. I'd love to say, yes, I think it'll get better, but I, I, I can't. I'm sure it will, but I don't believe it at the moment. I'd love to see it. Uh, I think there's so much happening at present that it's a very negative comeback after the pandemic and maybe inevitable in every country. If anyone needs to get in touch with you, whether that's to make a donation or perhaps they need mm. to, to use the food bank for the first time or the fuel bank, what is the best thing for them to do? Okay, we have we have a website, which is Deal Area Food Bank. We have a Facebook group, which is Deal Area Food Bank. And on there, you'll find contact numbers for the office, 
You'll find email contacts. There's plenty of advice available and other helping agencies. Sheila's been speaking as Lad Baby released their Christmas single to raise money for the charity. It's a version of the Band-Aid hit, Do They Know It's Christmas? Kent Online reports. A Ramsgate family has been left distraught after their dog was injured in a hit and run. One-year-old Chihuahua Hector ran into the road while on a walk along Spratling Lane and was knocked down by a Mercedes, which failed to stop. Police say they're looking into what happened. One of the country's oldest food manufacturers, which is based in Sittingbourne, is set to expand and create more jobs. Bennett Opie Limited supplies major supermarkets and has an annual turnover of more than £40 million. I'm sure you'd recognise their jars if you saw them on shop shelves. They say the extension of their site is needed to continue to meet demand. Kent's first so-called eco-hotel has opened on the site of a former language school in Folkestone. The building in Cheriton Place had sat empty for two years before Emma Howitt and her business partner took it on to create the environmentally friendly accommodation. Now it's called Folkestone 8 and has 16 rooms which are filled with smart tech and recycled materials. Property investor Emma has been speaking to our reporter Chantal Weller. I think technology can really help you be very eco. So we have in place smart switches and they're an awful lot of fun. You got to kind of press them and they click on and click off. And and that means that we have control of those. So when a guest leaves, um, we're able to therefore turn off all the lights. Um, Then also uh, we have smart door locks. So it means you don't have to have a card that you might lose or keys that you might lose. It's all done um, smart, you know, with smart locks. And if Uh, And you do require a phone for that. But, you know, if anything happens and they have a problem, then we can actually let people in remotely from anywhere in the world with the Internet. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, We then have um, what seems like very new and modern, which is infrared heating. But actually, it is really um not it's not new technology at all in in europe they they use it a lot um but it was a bit of a leap of faith for us but there is a another um lady who runs an hmo actually just literally a couple of uh, roads up and she had it already going for a year she loved it her tenants loved it um and so we thought yeah we'll give that a go as well so that's incredible you can't see any heating in the room so you've got you haven't got any pipes you haven't got any radiators it's literally in the fabric of the ceiling um and again it's all run off um you know smart thermostats we have con- complete control whether you know it, what temperature it's at um because you do get some people that like to kind of dry their washing um by turning the uh you know the the heat up and opening the windows so it's kind of just making sure that you know we keep control that when they go out again um that we're not you know using up um loads of energy um to to heat an empty room and interestingly with infrared um it's also a really healthy alternative um so it's environmentally friendly but what it does is it heats the objects in the room so rather than normal um convection heating which obviously there's movement of the the it heats the air doesn't it and that kind of rises and circulates and that can cause um things like mold and all of those kind of things and also it's not very good for asthmatics whereas this is totally still it's a bit bizarre and it does feel um 
it feels like a radiant heat. So if you walk out from a, on a lovely crisp morning, like this morning, in fact, when you walk out from behind a bush and uh, and the sunshine shines on you, you feel really warm, don't you? Even though it's cold around you. Um, so it's it's that kind of thing. Kent Online reports. There's a debate over whether new street art that's appeared in Sandwich is a Banksy or not. The piece that you can see by heading to the website today resembles the famous girl with balloon, but with a Santa hat on the girl's head, giving it a bit of a festive twist. You can let us know what you think by commenting on the story. We've also shared it on our socials. More charities have been receiving presents you donated to sister radio station KMFM's Give a Gift Appeal. We've been out and about across the county making sure the toys and games arrive before Christmas. Neil Annis is from Fostering Together in Ashford. We're a fostering agency who look after children with disabilities, life-limiting conditions and medical conditions. Um, we've got a number of families across Kent who are looking after children as we speak now and we'd like to thank you all for gifting the presents that you have. The children are going to love them. We've just been looking at them. Oh, it's just amazing. Thank you very much indeed. And Caroline Hallett is from the Caldecott Foundation, which is also in the town. So the Caldecott Foundation has been going for over 110 years and we provide children with a hope for a better future. We look after children who are in care, children who need special educational needs or who need fostering. And how will the gifts impact the children here? Oh, massively. Who, the, for some of our children, these may well be the only gifts that they'll receive this Christmas. And for other children, they are a welcome reminder that they are loved and held in mind. And any additional messages for the listeners? Thank you so much for your generosity. If you want to get involved with the Caldecott Foundation, you can look us up on our website and we'd love to hear from you. A reminder for you, it's the final day to post letters and parcels in Kent to guarantee they'll reach their destination in time for Christmas. Strikes by Royal Mail workers have disrupted deliveries this month, leaving many worried about presents arriving on time. The delivery company says anything sent first class today should get to its destination before December the 25th. And an update on a story we brought you in yesterday's podcast and a fantastic outcome, a football shirt with huge sentimental value that was accidentally sold at a charity shop in Maidstone has now been returned. The Heart of Kent Hospice had issued an appeal to help find the man who bought the 1982 replica England World Cup top. It was supposed to be for display only, but unfortunately the tag had fallen off with the customer from Herne Base as he got in touch straight away after hearing about the mistake. Kent Online Sports. Football and Gillingham's game at Stockport County this weekend has been called off despite Stockport's best efforts. Part of their pitch remains frozen. They've made an early decision to prevent fans from making an un necessary journey. Gillingham's game last weekend was also called off because of conditions at Priestfield. Meantime, we have been catching up with manager Neil Harris, who's been explaining Elkham Baggett's decision not to take up the chance to play some international football. He's decided not to go to the Southeast Asia AFF Championship, which kicks off next week. The boss has been chatting to our sports reporter, Luke Cordell. I'm so respectful to players that got an opportunity to represent their country. It always comes down to the player. So Elkin um, could have gone away. It's not a, it's not an international window yeah. to go in uh, Christmas, um, but I will always support my players what they what they want to do, especially when there's an opportunity to, to you know, play in front of a lot of people. Um, so Elkin, he made the decision he wanted to stay. Um, he was supported well by Ipswich and supported by us. Um, if Elkin had wanted to go. Myself and and uh, the guys at Ipswich were going to support him as well and understand that. But El- Elkin made the decision himself that as much as it's an absolute privilege to be called up by your country, um, that at the moment it might be best for him to, to stay and, and, and you know play as many games as he can um, at this level. 
that's nice to show some sort of commitment to a, a team that you're on loan at as well. It might only be a few more games. I think that's his character. Um, and I think decisions like this for a 20-year-old, a lad who just turned 20 as well, um, get called up to play into um, South Asia Cup or, or, or stay and fight for the team you're on loan now, I think is a really tough, really tough decision to make. Um, and, and, and all you can do is try and support either way. And it was very clear, as, were, as was Kieran McKenna and the guys, it was really clear, it has to be Elkins' decision. Um, what's tough for him, he doesn't want to feel like he's let anyone down. Um, it's certainly not that. I know he's so proud you know, to, to, to play, for, play, play for Indonesia. And it's just, you know, just this, he just feels that you know, it might be best staying here um, at this period. And Commonwealth gymnast George May Fenton and football legend Chris Waddle are going to be in Medway tonight for the annual Sports Awards. The event celebrates the achievements of local clubs, teams, individuals and coaches as well as volunteers and schools. Good luck to everybody going along to that tonight. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details of the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing to sign up to that. Just head to kentonline.co.uk and whilst you're on the site today you can check out the latest review from our secret drinker plus we've got a guide to kent's top takeaways have a fantastic weekend stay warm and i'll be back with the podcast on monday news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by the fg barnes group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.